Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. I want to talk to Dr. Susan Power, who is in... Palestine, And I think, Susan, if you want to come home to Cork over the next while, you face a major problem. Good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Um, thank you for having me on. Yes, yeah, I have, uh, like, I work for um, a Palestinian human rights organization, Al-Haq, um, and they're the longest-running human rights organization in the occupied Palestinian territory. Um, so we've been operating here since um, 1979, monitoring and documenting um, violations of international law, um, international human rights and international humanitarian law on the ground. Um, so we, we document violations both by the Israeli authorities and also the Palestinian authorities. We, we, we document all sorts of stuff like um, house demolitions, forcible displacement, um, killings, torture practices, um, arrests, um, acts of persecution, apartheid, all this kind of thing. Um, and in recent days, like two weeks ago, um, the Israeli um, Minister of Minister of Defence um, designated our organisation. Um, along with five other um, leading Palestinian human rights organizations as terror organizations. Um, so this was, uh, this was absolutely like, unbelievable. Um, so that means like under Israeli law, like with this designation, um, that the, the organizations are outlawed as terror organizations. Mm. And then everybody in those organizations is, is, is acting as a, as, a, as a member of a terror organization. So immediately, like I'm a member of a terror organization under Israeli law. And then in recent days, in the, in the last couple of days, Israel has operationalized this in the West Bank, uh, where I'm based at the moment. Um, so it introduced a military order giving effect to the law in the in the occupied territory. Um, so what this yeah yeah so what this kind of what this means is that we could see um, arrests um, taking place, raids on the office, um, confiscation of the the property of the organisation. Um, we we expect to see maybe even the um, uh, the, the attacks on the banking, financial institutions, and uh, maybe um, appropriation of the the finance the finances right. of the organisations as well. Susan, yeah. how did yeah. you end up involved with with Al Haq, and how did you end up in Palestine in the first place? 
Well, I did my PhD in um, on the law of um, occupation um, back in uh, back in two thousand and eight. So even at that time, I'd spent a small bit of time out in Palestine. Um, it was only two weeks though, because I was doing it on like different. My, my my thesis was on like different occupations, um, and then I decided to go back and spend a longer amount of time. In Palestine in about 2013. So I went back at that time and I based at Al Haq. And Al Haq in the human rights world is very well respected. So it's won many of these prestigious human rights awards and it's the leading human rights organization um, in Palestine. So I was really interested to base myself there and just mm -hmm. to find out a bit more. Um, and while I was there then I realized really what I was looking at it wasn't a normal military occupation like what I'd studied um, it was very very different so that there was um, settlements being built we'd seen layers of erasure and displacement of the Palestinians um, and wide-scale forcible removal of the population and then the transfer in of Israeli Jewish settlers to take their place yeah. um, I kind of saw firsthand even um, even names um, even place names and road names um, being a raised and new Hebrew signposts being put up. And what I could really see was that there was a targeting of Palestinians based on their nationality and an erasure of the Palestinian people. And it was done with like two various mechanisms um, by fragmenting them into different groups and under different administrative regimes. So we had, for example, where I am now at the moment um, in the West Bank, we have like Palestinians that are in these enclaves and we're surrounded by walls and watchtowers. And Israel's continuing the colonization at quite an alarming speed here. Um, and then in East Jerusalem, we're seeing like the forcible displacement of Palestinians in the city to create a 70% Israeli Jewish ratio to a 30% um, Palestinian demographic. And then separate to that, again, we see a fragmentation of Palestinians in Gaza where Gaza is going to be separated and segregated from the rest of Palestine and eventually possibly absorbed into Egypt. So it was clear to me it's not really a normal military occupation, what I'm yeah. used to studying. Um, it's better understood as an apartheid and possibly even acts of genocide. Yeah. Um, and I knew when I, I knew when I'd seen this um, that I had a moral obligation to continue working on this particular situation. Um, so I've been working on it ever since. Um, and it's kind of it's, it's it's now a lifelong it's now a lifelong work for me. Yeah. Now that decision to declare it a terrorist organisation that's been condemned by the UN uh, and many other. NGOs. Any possibility it could be overturned? Um, well, what we're seeing is, um, so this, this designation is based on this um, really ridiculous document of evidence and kind of air quotes um, that Israel put together um, back last May. And it was really at that time looking to looking for the, the EU to stop funding our organizations um, and to stop and to delegitimize us. Um, what we've seen in the meantime is the EU member states have basically said to Israel that this old um, this old file of evidence is completely um, shambolic and like there's no links and the links to terrorism are unsubstantiated from this. Mm -hmm. um, but what they have done is deferred to Israel to say, look, you if, if you have evidence, go and show us. So now Israel has operationalized and passed this military order. And what we expect to see actually is the Israeli army plowing through into the human rights organizations to try and arrest staff and find evidence and some sorts of links to terrorism. Like, are you so, fearful uh, at the moment, Susan, for your safety? I'm fearful for my safety and everyone's safety. Um, the staff, I'm more, I'm more afraid for our staff. 
I'm, our staff are very, very frightened. Um, already one of our staff members left yesterday and lots of the staff members are talking about leaving. Um, people are really afraid that there'll be arrests. We're particularly afraid that the administrative staff and the accounting staff um, might be taken away and tortured um, to provide some sort of evidence of links to terrorism. Yeah. Um, and we don't base that on any kind of false claims. We've already seen this happening in other organisations. So the Health Workers Committee, for example, a few months back, was designated a terror organisation under a military order. Their accountants were arrested and they were tortured um, to give false evidence. Um, and also the head of the organization has been under has been under um, detention ever since yeah. um, and there's a sham trial going on, on on against her at the moment so yeah. people are frightened yeah are you planning to stay or are you looking to get home get out of it get safe what are you looking to do at the moment i'm at the moment i'm looking to stay um like with the situation as it is and with the work that we're doing um the work that we're doing is too important now to to just leave to just leave to to, to go to rock and ruin like at the moment even just the week just a couple even the couple of days before israel triggered this terror designation we've been in contact with the prosecutor's office of the international criminal court and we're in the middle of transferring like really huge files of evidence to the court mm. um, of crimes that are being carried out in the occupied territory so we've we've a lot of work that we need to do around that and we need to ensure that that work continues yeah. And we also believe that these that these terror designations is directly linked to try and stop us from continuing on with this work. Yeah. So we'll still continue. We'll still continue on with this. Well, we wish, wish you good luck and hope you stay safe. Uh, Simon Coveney, the Foreign Affairs Minister, was in that part of the world recent recently. Like as as one Irish person to another, what what could he do for you and your colleagues, if anything? Yeah, we were. I mean, it's, it's, it was such a comfort, really, to um, it's such a comfort for us that Simon Coveney um, really came up with a strong principled stance um, and really stood up for um, really stood up for our organisation um, and against these kind of malicious terror charges. Um, so we're really grateful for that, and we'd really like to see Simon Coveney take a lead role um, with the EU member states um, and to use his leverage in the EU um, to ask the members, the various member states, to pressure. The Israeli Minister of Defence to drop this terror designation because this is really a political act, it's not a legal act and if there is sufficient pressure put by European states, we do think there could possibly be a reversal of the terror designation but we'd like to see Ireland um, we'd like to see Ireland take a real leading role in that because of um, Ireland's principal position and stance and Ireland along with France and Belgium um, and Sweden have been very have been very vocal on this, and, and we really do appreciate it. Okay. Um, well, yeah, one thing where we uh, one thing that we're um, that we are a little bit concerned about um, uh, outside of this has been um, the use um, the uses of the the Israel's operation of um, using terrorism um, and anti-Semitism to shut down human rights discourse in Palestine. Um, and to, to stop um, analysis and, 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 and the watchdogs um, on the international crimes that it's carrying out in the occupied territory. So what we what we do see um, is, for example, Israel has said that the ICC's um, opening of an investigation um, into its uh, into its crimes at the International Criminal Court um, that this is pure anti-Semitism. So we see this kind of weaponization of anti-Semitism and terrorism to shut down the to shut down the human rights discourse. Um, 
And what we what we don't want to see is this kind of uh, this discourse being shut down in Ireland as well. So we're a bit concerned that when Simon Coveney came back from his trip, that the first thing he said um, in relation to um, parliamentarians in the Dáil that they had to be careful with their language um, because it would hurt the feelings um, of people that he had met in Tel Aviv mm, mm. Um, when we talk about the Palestinian conflict as uh, it could be perceived as anti-Semitism. I would like to say that um, while we do need all the support that we can get, we don't want to be silenced and prevented from speaking out. Our obligations are to the real victims of carpet bombing in Gaza and the ethnic cleansing in Palestine. And if that makes people feel uneasy and uncomfortable, I just want to say it's a whole lot worse for the Palestinians who are living here under Israel's apartheid regime and who are denied their nationality and acts that amount to genocide. And they are being forcibly transferred in mass ethnic cleansing. Okay. So we really do say we urge we urge for there to be open, frank exchange and dialogue that's not shut down at any level and not to transport um, not to transport these um, silencing um, mechanisms of terrorism and anti-Semitism that we're seeing played out in the occupied territory to not transport those please back into Ireland. Okay, Susan, we wish you well and please do stay safe out there. Dr. Susan Power from Cork, uh, human rights lawyer with Al Hack, uh, one of the biggest human rights organisations, the oldest human rights organisations in the Middle East, recently declared a terrorist organisation by the Israeli government. Uh, thank you, Susan, for being with us. Quartz 96 FM. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.